0: Lambert-Eden syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. Only at Sleep Number Stores or SleepNumber.com.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Deep Dive. I'm joined by Josh Williams today. Go and follow him at Distance Covered on Twitter, on Instagram. TikTok?
2: Yes, but without any videos. Yeah. I think that'll be the case for a while, to be fair, because I can't get my head around it. No, <laughs> it's fair. Young whippersnappers, not yeah. people like me and you, mate. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah. Every week, mate, you're saying this now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, right, we're here to talk about the title race And how the, how the race is heating up We're going to look at the numbers To see how each of the teams are doing We're going to look at a little bit of a supercomputer forecast To see who's going to win the Premier League uh, Spoilers, it's not great reading um, But we're going to start off, Josh By looking at the Premier League table Nice and easy, mainly because it makes for Pretty nice reading, to be honest with you, Josh um, Liverpool's sitting pretty At the top of the Premier League With 54 points And um, Two points ahead of Manchester City. Unfortunately, have a game in hand. Um, Two points ahead of Arsenal, um, who are on the same games as us. Um, I think Manchester City's form is is pretty ominous at the moment, with them having won the last five games. Um, Mm. Right now, for you, obviously the result against Arsenal was massive, wasn't it? Where, Where are you in terms of feelings... Like two weeks ago, I was all in on Liverpool are going to win this Premier League, and then we got beat by Arsenal. I'm like, oh, makes it tough. But it is in our hands. It's also in City's hands.
2: Yeah, I think the problem I had with Arsenal, it felt like we were well beat by by Arsenal, like we were. But like, we had so many, we had so much context around that that was lacking. Like we had no Salah, no Nunes from the start. Trent's first game back, no trouble slide. Van Dijk, miles off it for some reason. Allison, miles off it for some reason. That just doesn't usually happen. So if it feels like when Liverpool have a full squad. Not even a full squad, just like a, you know, close to our expected eleven. Mm-hmm. We're really difficult to compete against and obviously Salah, I've seen him back in training today. Uh I think Sobosley's not far off. So hopefully that's gonna be the case. I think the issue with City is they they're getting players back now and uh, Arsenal seem to be very really good at keeping their key players fit, don't they? So with everyone fit, I, th- I do think you can f- flip a coin almost. But the way it stands now, Liverpool's numbers have I've suffered a little bit of a drop in the past couple of weeks. But I do think that's down to just personnel and. Um, it's difficult to call at the minute
1: like. Well, it, it is. And our squad has been sort of stretched pretty thin as well. I mean, I know Manchester City have had some big injuries. You know, Kevin De Bruyne are not starting until a couple of weeks ago and Haaland going out and all that type of stuff. But ours were like Alisson and Salah. And, you know, they don't need to list all the players that we've had injured. Trent and Robbo and Timakas and everything else that we've had. I mean, it does feel like we've pushed the limits of our squad uh, over the last sort of six weeks. And yet we're still top of the league. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, which is obviously great news. And I'm going to take a little look at the, the form table before we move on because I think over the last four, you know, we're fourth in the form table. Uh, in terms of the last six, we're actually second. Uh, we just that one loss. Um, in terms of the last eight, we're second, um, but five points behind Manchester City. In terms of the last eight. In terms of the last 10, we're top with Manchester City. In terms of the last 12, we're still doing better than everybody. One one thing I find quite interesting, in terms of this particular form table, actually, is the opposition's point per game. It's, it's almost like a little bit of a, a thing where you can go, well, actually, I'm going to zoom in on that for everybody because it's, it's a bit madly. But Arsenal have had a really tough one in terms of the opposition. have garnered a lot of points, 1.5 per game. Liverpool's maybe slightly weaker at 1.26. City, 1.34. Tottenham, yada, yada, yada. Manchester United have actually probably had the, the toughest one in terms of oppositions mm. points per game I just find it quite fascinating and if we just shoot back to in terms of the last four you know again Manchester United really tough opposition in, in that regard Liverpool's there and thereabouts with Arsenal and Manchester City slightly tougher than Arsenal and Manchester City's but not much um,
2: and, and this has all been wow we've had the injury issues as well of course but I think what we should touch on as well by the way is that one loss Liverpool have got in their last six for me that's our first proper loss all season yeah. really um you know i don't even count the Spurs game but, but that, that 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 is saying something like maybe we've drawn a fair uh, you know a bit more than we ideal we've drawn six compared to Arsenal and city you've both drawn four but be- beating liverpool this season is is proving to be very very difficult and the one team to have properly done it with 11 players on the pitch, was Arsenal who could very easily win the league. You know, that's the kind of level that you're competing at. It feels like City and Arsenal, unlike Liverpool, are a bit more susceptible to a random defeat. Whereas it it seems to take a bit more to defeat Liverpool, because not only do you have to be better in terms of the performance, but Liverpool have to be off off it in terms of finishing. And Alisson has to be off it. That kind of all happened at once at Arsenal. But for them all to happen at once again, it it's quite a long shot, really. It, it happens, like, once a year. <laughs> once or twice a year. So, in terms of Liverpool getting beat, it, it just doesn't happen often. It's, it's the winning side of things that that we just... If you can just kind of sort that out for the last 12, 12 14 games of the season left, um, you know, we'll, we'll make a good run for it, like. but it's, it's tricky.
1: So, in terms of the supercomputer, I mentioned it a little bit earlier on. Um... We don't have, what was it, 5.38 it used to be, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. We don't have that anymore, but you know, theanalyst.com have come up with a, a really brilliant sort of um, graphic for us to just rob. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much, theanalyst.com. We're going to put that on the screen now. You can see Manchester City, according to their supercomputer, have a 67.7% chance of winning the league. Liverpool's has gone down in in the last week to 24%. Arsenal's still only 8.2%. Spurs one. Aston Villa, negligible. Do you find it quite fascinating that the supercomputer is not looking at Arsenal as league winners? Slightly, yeah. Because I would have them as more of a one in ten chance to win this league now with fourteen
2: to go. Yeah, yeah. So would I. And if you look at Arsenal's numbers as well in terms of, for me, the the performance number that we can look at in the public space is expected goal difference per ninety.
1: Yeah, I've got that highlighted now.
2: Yeah, well, that basically captures how much better you are than your opposition performance wise in terms of creating shots and not giving much away it removes goalkeeping level and it removes your finishing that's just your performance and in terms of that Arsenal are the best team in the league and it's not even that close that's a fair gap that to Manchester City a lot of it's defensive Arsenal's defensive work is outstanding really but they haven't got the goalkeeper where they really, said to pay dividends for that as much I think they've conceded this or they had recently that the same amount as Liverpool, I'm sure they still have.
1: Yeah, a lot less than us.
2: Yeah. Um, so that is quite surprising, because these supercomputer stuff, it, it is usually like based on that sort of thing, like over the next 14 games, what is most likely to happen. And if you look at Arsenal's numbers, they are performing better than the large majority of their op- opponents, and if that's the case, you, sh- you should win most of your games. I
1: think the thing you mentioned the day, the probably the interesting sort of thread to pull on there is the goalkeeper, yeah. because you know I think Raya's performed okay, but nowhere near the level of you know Allison Becker, for example. I mean, in terms of the goalkeepers, we can get those goalkeeping stats up, can't we? And uh, I'll just see if I can find them now. Um,
2: yeah, I've got me like yeah. Uh,
1: which where are about time? So the advanced goalkeeping. So
2: advanced goalkeeping, yeah. Arsenal so far, based on the shots that they've faced. They've basically conceded about four goals more than they should have. Doesn't sound like much, but with an average, perfectly normal goalkeeper, they would have conceded four less goals, which would have t- taken instead of t- oh, they've conceded twenty-two. So yeah,
1: about 18 yeah goals,
2: eighteen, yeah, which, which would have had an effect on the points. Yeah, wish. that's you know that's that's a fair few points to be fair. Um, Liverpool currently, on average, um, they've basically conceded as many as you'd expect, but. Seasons gone by, they typically overperform, and that's because of Alisson being really good. Um, and in terms of the finishing as well, I'm doing this on the fly, but I'd expect the finishing, Arsenal's finishing, to be worse than average. Um, let's have a look. No, it isn't. That's quite surprising. So, Arsenal have actually scored about two, two or three goals more than you'd expect. Which is weird, considering the narrative that they can't finish.
1: Well, I. Funny enough, I had a, a heated debate on last week's podcast about their finishing and stuff because I think it was a slightly lazy point of view that, to take the pundits' point of, you know, they're not able to score because the numbers were there, yeah, to show that they can get the goals. It was the the finishing was the problem, I think. But this is obviously skewed by scoring six when you thinking, probably probably the expected the goals yeah, to two or was something in that, that game, yeah. so that probably is taking it up by. They might have been close to zero.
2: Yeah, definitely. Definitely, I've, I've just been thinking that myself. Um, so, thank you, West Ham, for that.
1: Um, Liverpool's is still overperforming. Manchester City's is way
2: overperforming. Do you know what? They, they do that every season. Every season under Guardiola. I don't know how, if it's to do with Guardiola being a master or creating tap-ins or something, but every year they score far more than you'd expect. It could also be because they sign the best players. And you got Erling Haaland up front for you, and, and Kevin De Bruyne, and players like that. It was just it was just boss essentially. But Liverpool have had boss players too, and Liverpool have got boss players now. You know, maybe not when it comes to finishing with Nunes, but uh, City are right up there every season. And just it just buys them an extra few points compared to what they deserve because they can he can score really difficult shots.
1: I'm going to take you over to the the, the big six mini league next. I'm going to put the uh, the graphic up on the screen now. Um, and in this one, Liverpool have had seven points from their seven games played against the traditional big six. It's the most, by the way. Pardon?
2: Liverpool have played the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so that's, that's got to go into it in terms of the, the last 14 games we've obviously played our rivals most often.
1: So Arsenal have got 12 points averaging, two points per game. Spurs have got nine points averaging, 1.5 points per game. Liverpool, one point per game. City, 1.2. They've played the fewest. Chelsea uh, six games one point per game and and Manchester United against the bigger sides uh, 0.83 points per game Now I find this quite fascinating This sort of big six mini league because I think when you look at Liverpool's there games played seven one win four draws two losses, obviously both of our losses came against Arsenal and Tottenham Hotspur so far this season in the Premier League and that's massively affected the points per game. Mm. But the draws, you know, there's quite a lot there. Not enough wins for me compared to the likes of Arsenal. Manchester City is a really interesting one because they've played one less. But, I would say the big fixtures that they've got upcoming aren't that bad apart from coming to Anfield.
2: Yeah. I think Liverpool as well. To be fair, the the Man United game sticks out as a game where we just absolutely battered them, but yeah. we we just didn't get the goal really uh,
1: Arsenal as well, we should have won.
2: Yeah, yeah, and there's been a few spares. You know, feels like harsh. You know, I think we were on on course to do pretty well in that game. We could have got a point with nine men. We could have took the lead with ten men, um, but it just didn't happen for refereeing reasons, which is another thing that comes into this. You know, you're, you're not entirely in control of. You destiny sadly because you've got so many you've got officials kind of infla- Im- impact proceedings and things like that. So, but in terms of what you can control, all three teams are pretty good, and um, you know m- m- making the pitch their own and 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 out shooting it up the opposition by plenty of shots. And when that happens, you don't usually lose games. You usually win most of them. So it'll be interesting to see what comes into play.
0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You know, so,
2: in the next couple of weeks. I'm going
1: gonna, I'm gonna to take, yeah, I've got an Excel sheet there that I made the graphic from. So apologies, it's not really formatted for, for viewers or, or anything like that. I'm going to try and... Zoom in a little bit if I can. Um, I don't know whether I can on this. No, I can't because it's on a Google sheet, which is wank. Um, As you can see, Arsenal beat Manchester United at home. They drew with Tottenham. They beat City at home. They drew away to Chelsea. They drew away to Liverpool. And they've beaten us at home. That is a good old, you know, 10 points from their Four home games, is obviously that's where the average of 2.5 comes in. But away from home, they've still got Manchester United, they've still got Tottenham, they've still got Manchester City. That's three pretty tough away games coming into that big six mini-league for Arsenal. In terms of Liverpool, we've played the most away games as well. We've done Chelsea away, we've done Tottenham away, we've done City away and we've done Arsenal away. So we've got Manchester United away and that is that it? Yeah? Yeah, it We've only it, got yeah. Manchester United away. That's a tough game for us, obviously, with the rivalry and everything else, no matter what form Manchester United are in. This is where I think the interesting talking point comes from. City lost to Arsenal away. Um, they beat Manchester United away. They have drawn away at Chelsea in a mad one. Mm. They drew at home to us. I don't know why that says away at home, isn't it? Um, and they drew with Tottenham at home. So they've got Ars- Arsenal at home, Manchester United at home, and Liverpool away, and Tottenham away. Yeah. But and haven't they got Chelsea up coming, have they? Or is that on a cup or something like that? They've played Chelsea at home, away, so they've got Chelsea at home as well.
2: Yeah, that's So they've got that, one,
1: one more of those games, but there's some big games there for Manchester City. Yeah. Now, the problem, I think, is that I expect them to batter Tottenham and Manchester United at the Etihad.
2: I think the thing is with Guardiola, the way in which he plays, it's all about control. It's it's dominance, you know, that sort of thing. I think it's 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 just generally trickier to contain really good players for 90 minutes. And that's why, in those games, so you just concede a few more counter-attacks and they get punished a bit more. So I've got. I think Guardiola was the best at coaching his teams to beat the Dross, yeah. Whereas when it comes to a team that's about similar level, it's difficult to play as dominant as City do against the good side. That's one of the reasons I think why he's, he hasn't won as many Champions Leagues as he should have, because when he comes up against the boss sides in the latter rounds of, of the tournament, you can just get punished in moments. I think those sides are capable of punishing them the moments and we've just got to hope that. But um Tottenham has done well at the Etihad over the years, to be fair. Haven't yeah, and they? I haven't mean, Coulter- Coulter- got Coulter- the
1: Champions League one year, didn't
2: he? Yeah, Posta Cognew as well w- will have a go. You know, he won't just kind of lie down and, and put ten behind the ball or whatever. He will attempt to to make things happen and that and I think Klopp has shown over the years that you, you get benefits from that. If you have a go at City, it's what it's what they don't want, mm. basically. It is interesting, like, obviously, I
1: mean, you know, we looked a little bit there at the the, the big six million. Do you think Liverpool's form in those games
2: could come back to bite us come the end of the season? Um, Possibly, but I think I'm right in saying, right, that I I think last season, obviously City went went the treble, they ended up winning the Premier League relatively comfortably. I'm sure they they only won three of them games, you know something like that or the the, or the finished bottom or something like that. City weren't great last season in terms of beating the sides around them but because they just beat everyone else it, it didn't really come into play too much so yeah it's, uh, it's, it's tricky I think you can take t- I think Liverpool taking points off City at, at Anfield is, is massive yeah. I, I think if we don't do that we then can't have any expectation for Brighton to go and do it or for Forrest to go and do it you've got to do it yourself to an extent. And I actually think we will. But around that, will we stay in touch with them enough with 14 games left? Hopefully, like, but. And to be fair, they've got Champions League football, Arsenal have got Champions League football, we've got the Europa League, so we could win our knockout games in, in one leg, potentially. I mean, City could too, but it's just tough with that competition, isn't it? So, there's so much that comes into it.
1: What about, obviously, you know, we talked about it before, we looked at the little bit of the FB ref and stuff like that. In terms of, you know, goals for and goals against and expected goals for do you put anything in expected points or is that more to do with the expected goal difference than the points
2: no i do i do yeah i think the expected points depends on the on the model but the expected points generally offers an insight into what the table would look like if every single player in the division was a robot and was exactly the same level of good in terms of like finishing and in terms of saves Making saves. So if, if, if the if a world was fair, this is what the table would look like. And Liverpool would be third. Liverpool would be third, but there's Because not a great we're overperforming
1: isn't it? our points. Yeah. That's what it comes down to by seven point six three at the moment. Yeah. In terms of Arsenal
2: overperforming, but just uh, See that looking at that though, that's that for me lines up with the artist I don't think Liverpool look as well coached as Arsenal and City this season for me and that's what that captures both we've bridged the gap because we've just got boss individuals you know Alisson makes a difference we've got players you can score from 40 yards I don't know where we've got players you can do stuff in moments like a salary. and that's kind of and we've got a ridiculous mentality as well where like if it gets to the 80th minute and it's one all Liverpool just find a way there's been a few of them games, hasn't he, where like Liverpool have just found a way to win the game and we've spoke about them on this show, it's like is that a good thing or a bad thing? But it's shown in that table there as to like Liverpool are and because of those things. But in terms of the how each team performs, Liverpool are probably the worst of the three. While still being really good, do yeah. you
1: think there's a, a style of play thing that comes in when it, when we th- talk about Arsenal City? I you know very very similar styles of play, coaches have worked under each other and all that type of stuff. But but Klopp just because he coaches completely different, we're not that ball obsessive side. Yeah. Do you think when teams just sit back against us, we do struggle more to get the three points?
2: Yeah, I think we do. I think Arsenal do a little bit as well, but I think.
1: Because City are used to, it. they've done it now for however many years. Guardiola's been. Yeah. They're not out of their comfort zone when a team sits back, but when Liverpool don't have the counter-attacking options, I always feel it's always going to be a tough, tough afternoon for us. Yeah. And we've I, broken through more often than not this year, but still.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think Klopp, you know, he's always been a transition coach. That's what made him famous in Dorman, Dortmund. The, the initial, the press, the the ability to thrive on the break when nothing nothing is is settled. You described his own style play recently as organised chaos. Um, but if the team, if the opposition's just sitting there, there's no chaos and there's no opportunities to thrive on the break because they're not they're not moving. So you've got to break them down. Um, so, yeah, I do think there's something in that, But then Liverpool do have the individuals to just find a way. Um, well, the next question that sort of leads off the back of
1: that then... <laughs> Jürgen yeah, obviously is moving on at the end of the year. Mm. Would we be better served finding a manager who is ball born obsessive and is used to finding angles and ways to get through these teams who sit back? Because I suppose my question is, can you win the league consistently playing what I would perceive maybe as underdog football?
2: Yeah, I completely agree, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think to manage a heavyweight side, you know, a, a favourite who are expected to win the league. You need to be, for the most part, good in possession. And I have, I have a theory that Liverpool kind of hit a ceiling under Klopp using Klopp's original method, Klopp's original philosophy. And it was about 75 points or so. And I think obviously Liverpool added Van Dijk and Alisson and Fabinho and they obviously made huge differences as players. But that was also the time where Pep Linders became... Klopp's as assistant, and he starts taking training sessions. Liverpool suddenly start building from the back, they start being able to break down a block a lot better. Um, Trent starts coming inside at times, we show interest in Thiago. All of that I think was to solve the the deep block problem. Um, So I think it makes sense for Liverpool to appoint a coach who can dominate the game with the ball and hopefully find openings and and, and is, is demonstrating that now. Wherever he's coaching, like Alonso was doing it with worst players at Leverkusen, the Zerbi is doing it with worst players at Brighton. If you then give the Zerbi Liverpool's players, you know them, them finishes them, that that goalkeeper, but the exactly the same style of play, he'll do it he'll he'll do it really well because he that 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 that's why his style of play sounds late for me. Um, do you agree like?
1: I do. That's no. why I asked the question. Because I, no. I, I, you know, I, I perceive counter-attacking football is inherently underdog. Yeah. You can't do it week in, week out if you are one of the best sides in the world because team yeah. will just sit and put that low block in and makes it more difficult. So I think what Pep Landers has done and Jurgen Klopp has done is adapt brilliantly, but also they're not the gold standard for that style of football. Mm. There's other lads out there who are better at that style of football than they are. Yeah, you ain't got to gold standard for counter pressing.
2: Yeah, I, I, that's why I think if, if Liverpool did a point like an Alonso or a De I think for the first six months the, the players would really feel. Not, not. N- <laughs> this is no slant on what Liverpool are currently doing and saying because Linders is meant to be really, really good. But I do think the players would be really just. <sighs> Not motivated, I can't think of the right word, but just...
1: Re-energised maybe? A or? little bit,
2: yeah. You're just learning a completely different approach to the game almost by being taught different things and and things like that. You know well, you mean?
1: can become a better player for having all of your history under Jürgen Klopp and what you've learned under him and having something new makes you a better player. It's why tennis players... A, a change coaches, yeah, yeah, because after a while we have learned everything that, that coach can give after 10 years. So you move on to somebody else, yeah. All of a sudden, you get to bring Goran Ivanisovic in as, as your coach, and he takes you game to a different level because he teaches you how to serve better, yeah, and all that type of so And that's it, isn't it? So, you know, we, we think about Everton under David Moyes. I was just gonna say that they were brilliant at defending, yeah. put Bobby Martinez in there, I was and he became better. Now, a couple of years removed they forgot how to defend Yeah, but they learned a different style of play and it worked for them so yes it's sad about Jürgen Klopp leaving and all that type of stuff and we hope that he goes in and wins the league for us this season and more by the way um, but let's not forget Liverpool can still get better Yeah, with we're the we're, right appointments
2: Yeah we, we, we can yeah but we might be slightly less entertaining um, because the game by getting better you, you'll probably have more control probably be a bit less chaos fewer late winners and things like that but just more control more, more of an idea of, of of you know breaking down a block through passing and things like that and um for the first year as well you'll, you'll still have that Klopp influence of, of the and we've got a lot of transition players by the way as well especially the forwards they're not particularly um possession forwards aren't you? the kind of like forwards you want to play on the break so you, you will get that crossover for a bit for like a year or something where we look like a, a full we can do both yeah do both yeah and then we'll move towards more of a consoling style probably ok well let's wrap
1: it up because we got slightly off topic but it was really interesting so I don't, I don't I'm not, I've got no quarrels with going off topic there you've looked at the numbers <laughs> what are you going to say answer the question
2: erm <laughs> um,
1: the question that hasn't been asked but you will answer
2: it's hard you know I think the boring answer is just Man City isn't it?
1: don't be boring tell the truth what do you really <laughs> feel in your heart of hearts what does Josh Williams feel what is Josh Williams prediction today the 13th of February City fuck's sake I knew you were going to say that mm. City Arsenal of the best coached
2: okay I think but the worst players yeah Liverpool arguably have the best 11 and the most match winners in there both to the worst coached and that they're still very well coached but then the worst out of the three city have the have the blend of the two and they have the experience and, and all that stuff and they have Guardiola too
1: so. yeah um i'm gonna say the numbers tell me that manchester city are gonna win the league the numbers tell me that Liverpool are going to finish second. They don't actually tell me Arsenal are going to finish second. But I'm going to say Liverpool. No, they don't it. really. Well, they, they that does. The supercomputer one does, yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but the, what I'm looking at on FB Ref and Under, that tells me Arsenal are, are doing really well. I think it's going to finish... I think if you can the narrative and the story and Jürgen Klopp and everything else, the things that the numbers don't come into.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree. It
1: means Liverpool have a much better chance of winning this league than just what the data's showing me.
2: Yeah, I agree. And if you, again, if you look at them fixtures, Liverpool have got City, Adamfield, Last Dance and all that stuff. Um, Europa League compared to Champions League comes into it, I think. What the boost Liverpool could get from potentially winning a Carabao Cup comes into it. It's just, and then referees and it's just football And it's just a daft sport mate yeah it's a what daft sport we, doing, eh?
1: but, but a sport <laughs> and a football league that Liverpool Football Club are going to win that's what we've decided today together uh, I've been Chris Pajak that's been Josh Williams you've been fantastic this has been The Deep Dive thank you so much like the video and subscribe right.
0: before Shopify were you wondering where are my sales at?